oh, am I talking shit because I have an insecurity I need to work out? Or are they talking shit on me because they have an insecurity they need to work out? Welcome back to She's Intimidating. It is me, your host, Jess, and welcome back for another week. I think we are on episode 20, 20, which is crazy to think that we are getting this far along in the podcast. And it's been so exciting. It's been so fun coming on here and talking to you guys about my life and what's been happening. Coachella is in 20 days from now, and I'm so excited. Some of my outfits just arrived today. Unfortunately, I bought four of them and only one of them ended up working out, but they were from Shein, so it's fine. And like I've said on this podcast before, I'm going to contradict myself. Kind of. I do not think it's sustainable fashion at all. I don't condone Shein buying from it at all, except for this one thing. If you're going to have an outfit or you need an outfit that you know you're going to wear one time, because it probably won't last longer than that, like a music festival or just something, okay? It is indeed a great option. So yeah, I ordered like accessories and stuff there pretty cheap. And unfortunately, I'm not someone that has thousands upon thousands of dollars to spend on my outfit. For a few key pieces, I'm sure I'll invest. But I got a lot of accessories and an outfit from there. I also did a TikTok on it. I want to show you guys like the whole process because a lot of people go to Coachella, but it's like what, 250,000 and there's 33 million people in the United States. So and I'm sure people are coming from out of the United States. So People get to go, but it's also like where I grow up, people don't get to go. So I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to share the whole process and I'm so excited. So last week, I have not posted the podcast from last week and here is why. We're going to get right into it. Last week, I talked about my potential job offers, right? And then I said, I can either still be at my restaurant job or go to this job or to that job. Unfortunately, here's a report that none of those jobs ended up working out, which is okay. I think. Like, I think this is what's best for me because I've also, and I'm so excited to say this, lined up a few like really exciting interviews with people not in Utah, out of state in California. And then I'm also thinking I'd love to go to Florida as well as New York in June, but that's kind of like for fun. If I did a podcast, it would be like more work related. Anyway, I'm thinking that I want to go to these big cities and then ask people to be on my podcast, I probably wouldn't start with huge people at first. Maybe, you know, those around like 100,000 or less followers and then go from there. But I do have like three people who have already agreed to come on. And I was really waiting to hear back from the jobs to figure out what the tea was before I could book anything. And now that I know that I'm staying at my current job, I can actually move forward with that. And I'm really excited. And I was like talking to my boyfriend about it, explaining like how I wanted to go. And I'm like, he's so supportive. Not that I ever doubted that. And I think that's what's next for me. But let's talk about what happened with the jobs. First of all, I mentioned that I had someone come sit in my section at work and basically offer me a job. I went down there. It was an insane interview process. They left me with all this stuff, like a gift bag full of stuff, left it at like, let us know if you would like to come in and meet with the president of the company, someone you'd be assisting, basically left it in my hands. So I reached out to them, to the guy specifically that wanted me to come work for him. And I was like, hey, uh, I've given a lot of thought, done my research, and I would love to be considered for the position. A week goes by, so don't hear back from him, which is fine because he was at a work retreat and he mentioned that to me when I was there. 
And so I was like, okay, like no big deal if I don't hear from him in one week. So next Monday, I will send him another email. So I sent him another email being like, hey, I would love to set up a meeting with Emily like you suggested. Would love to get moving forward on this. No response. But I get a response from, I don't think it's specifically his assistant, but it's the assistant of one of the executives that set up the interview. And she emailed me and was like, we just want someone with more experience, which is fine, you guys. (laughs) That's okay. Like Even in the job posting that I mentioned in the last episode, it said they wanted someone with five to eight years of experience in executive assisting. I understand that. I knew I was underqualified for the job. But that's the thing is I didn't go out seeking that job. This guy sat in my section. He offered me a job with him and with the company. But then I go clear down there, which is a far drive for me. It's about a 40-minute drive from me. Go down there, go through this whole interview process just for them to be like, oh, yeah, that job we asked you to come interview for. Yeah, you're not really qualified, which they knew that from the beginning. So (laughs) I don't know. That just kind of like hurt my ego, I guess, in a sense, for almost no reason. It hurt my ego because I didn't go looking for it and then it didn't work out. So I'm like, well, I didn't even ask for that. And that kind of came crushing down, but that's okay. Like, I know there's better things out there for me. As for the real estate assisting, this one's kind of a joke, genuinely. (laughs) Anyway, they offer me the job and I'm really, really excited, except I read down that offer letter and they are trying to offer me the lowest amount of money I think I've seen. Like I, When I read it, I was like, is this a joke? I'm being punked right now. I'm just going to tell you how much it was. They were offering me $35,000, okay? To be transparent about income, I quit my lab job because I was getting paid like $45,000. Now, this job wants to offer me $10,000 less. That's cute. Anyway, I counter and I'm like, I'm really so sorry about this. And here's the other thing. They were trying to give me more work than other people that did the similar job at the company for significantly less money than them. So basically, I countered and I was like, listen, that's not going to be acceptable. You're not going to give me more work and offer to pay me this little amount of money. I want X amount of dollars. And they emailed me back and they said that they are not willing to negotiate on the salary and that they're sorry that they can't afford me, which is true. Like Even what I said to them was like kind of the bare minimum I was expecting to pay. And I wasn't necessarily expecting them to jump at it and be like, yes, that's what we'll pay you. I was expecting them to come with a counter offer a little bit lower, but they didn't even try to do that. They were like, sorry for wasting your time. We are not willing to negotiate on $35,000. I'm not willing to work for $35,000. I am a server to fine dining restaurant right now. And let me tell you, I work 30 hours a week and make double that in one year. Easy. So now these people are asking me to take a significant pay cut. No. But I mean, they did kind of keep the door open. They were nice. They're like, if we can't afford you later on, we'll reach back out to you. But it's like, I don't know. I guess it was crazy because I had these two great opportunities in front of me and they both ended up not working out, which is okay. Honestly, where I was lucky is I'm in a great position at my job now and I don't work too many hours. I get most of the days off. And so I'm in a great position. So it's not, it wasn't like life or death for me, right? It wasn't like I need to find an income. I have a great job. These were just two opportunities that presented themselves to me and neither of them worked out and that's okay. I'm kind of glad in the last podcast episode that I mentioned that, you know, I could be at one job at the other, or I could be exactly where I'm at now because I get the episode back. I get both of those news, those emails this week. And I'm like, I don't even know if I have 
the courage to post this podcast. Even though I said, you know, it could go one of three ways, I kind of feel dumb. And I'm like, wow, I get to (laughs) come on the podcast and talk to everybody about it. But I've had some time to process it. And I think it's okay. And I think this is what is for the best. Because in a perfect world, truthfully, I have my podcast going and it's going great. And I'm having great feedback with it. More people are listening to it, which I love. So many people are supportive. And then I have my restaurant job. It allows me the freedom and the finances to do my podcast and to work on it and potentially go to other states and travel and interview people and get to know them. And that's all that I've wanted to do. So I think this is just what I need to push more to do my podcast. And I've just been in such a rut lately. And I know I always say that, but truthfully, just a hard time like planning things in the future, what I'm going to do, because for the last month, I've been interviewing for these jobs. So I'm like, okay, who do I ask for work off? What do I do? I can't do anything until I know. And now I know. And so now I can actually move forward. And if you are like someone who is in my shoes and stuff's not working out for you, it's going to. And I think what can help you is having stuff to look forward to. So I think if I had gotten the news about this stuff and then had nothing to look forward to, I would be a little more sad about it. But I have Coachella to look forward to. I'm going back to New York in two months. I have exciting things to look forward to. Speaking of Coachella, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, but basically, I want to get braids done because it's my biggest concern in Coachella every time is my hair. I have curly hair. I always want it straight. I sweat so much because it's 110 degrees and I'm half black. So I unfortunately got the sweating jeans, okay? Nothing too crazy, but like my head will sweat and turn curly underneath. And it's just such a concern for me. So I wanted to get my hair braided. I tried eight different places. You want to know what they want to charge me? $500 for my hair for Coachella for braids. Let me tell you, I go to the spin class the other day. This girl has the exact braids mama wants done. And I love when this stuff happens because it's almost like you're in the right place at the right time. And during my spin class last week, there was a girl and it was her first time and she's like, I am having a hard time putting my shoes, like clipping my shoes in. Can you help me? And I helped her and we were like talking and stuff. And she'd mentioned she'd just moved there. And I, she seemed really cool. And I wish that I had stopped her and been like, well, get my number. Let's hang out. Let's go get drinks. I have a bunch of friends here. I didn't do that. And I kind of regret not doing that. And so when I had this thought the very next week and I was like, oh my gosh, I will not let this opportunity pass me up yet again. I will stop her and I will ask who does her hair. So I asked, she gave me the contact information. Do you know how much this lady charges you guys? $150. We went from $500 to $150. Anyways, I sent her a picture of my hair and she's like, your hair's a lot thicker than I thought. And I was like, I will pay. Okay, let's do $250. And she's like, we'll just meet halfway at $200, which is beautiful, fantastic. I found someone willing to do my hair for $300 less. And she's like almost nine months pregnant. She's getting a fat tip, okay? And I'm really, really excited. And I'm getting them done actually this week because she's about to pop. And she was like, the sooner, the better I'm doing like four weeks. And I was like, perfect, let's do it. So we're doing it this week. I paid my deposit. I just have to order the hair and I'm really excited. So good things come to those who prevail or go to spin class or put themselves out there and ask who other people's hair ladies are. Thank you. Amen. Here is kind of the last thing that I want to talk about. It's a little bit about like body image issues, but it's also about being intimidating and maybe other people putting you down more like because they don't like something about themselves, which is hard. 
I'm sorry, my boyfriend might kill me for talking about this, but that's okay. So as you know, I work with my boyfriend. That's how I met him. And there's another girl that works there with us. Let's call her Heather. Okay. So Heather's like in her 30s, early 30s, I believe. Anyway, Heather decides to go up to my boyfriend and ask if I'm pregnant. She looks like she's gained a little weight. Her boobs are getting really big, which in her defense, she's not wrong. I have gained a little bit of weight for sure, but not anything drastic, like maybe a little healthy weight from winter, from the holidays, nothing crazy. But yeah, I mean, she wasn't wrong. I had put on a little bit of weight, but not enough for her to say anything about, especially to my boyfriend. And then she's like, is she trying for a baby? Are you guys trying? Like, her boobs are really big, like just basically implying I look like I'm gaining weight. Here is the grounds that she did not have. Even me at my bigger weight, and I'm not body shaming or anything, I'm significantly smaller than she is. I'm just skinnier. I have a skinnier body type, any of that. So the fact that someone bigger than me would go and talk about my body to my boyfriend and then proceed to tell my boyfriend not to tell me is crazy. And of course, he came home and told me, and I've already been having body image issues just because I know I've been gaining a little bit of weight. But when I realized this probably two months ago, I started working out excessively, like not excessively, but working out again, and I'm starting to slim back down. So that kind of hurt my feelings because I was like, yeah, I, I am a little bit bigger, but I was also bigger two months ago. I'm slimming back down finally. My boobs are slimming back down. Everything's slimming back down. And she thinks that she can say this about me. And then I thought about it. I put myself in her shoes because I tend to do that. And I thought, okay, Jess, why would you go to someone's boyfriend and talk shit about them to their boyfriend or even their best friend? Why would you go to someone's best friend and talk shit about them to their best friend? And here's what I've dissected. I think she wanted to be a mean girl or is a mean girl. Because I would never go to someone's boyfriend and talk shit about their girlfriend to them unless I wanted it to get back to them. Because I'm not stupid and not a lot of girls are stupid. In fact, she's an intelligent girl, okay? She's not dumb. She did put her two weeks in though, so I'm kind of glad about that one. But basically, I think she wanted to cause issues. And that was hard for me to deal with. And yeah, it made me feel bad about myself. I mean, I still kind of do. But then I really sat with myself and I was like, wait, why is someone who has a little bit bigger of a build than you commenting on you and your weight and telling your boyfriend about it and wanting it to get back to you? And then it hit me. I didn't do anything. In fact, my weight's probably fine. But I brought out an insecurity in her that she did not like. So in order to try to get me down to her level, she thought that she would bring out an insecurity in me. And I honestly deal with that quite often. And I think that anyone who is very like secure and intimidating, these things happen to them often. I'm constantly, not as much anymore, but like when I was dating around, the girl in the room that the other girls would isolate, that the other girls would be like, I don't want her around my boyfriend. When I didn't do anything, I didn't go and flirt with their boyfriends. I didn't go hang around their boyfriends. Well, in a sense, I did because they wouldn't include me. And so the only people I had to hang out with was the guy I was currently talking to at the time and the guy friends. But I was being very respectful of their relationships. Like I had even got uninvited to a wedding before by a bride because she's like, I don't like her. 
and my fiance is not allowed to be around her. Not because of anything I did, but because she was insecure and she was intimidated. So if you are someone who this happens to, or maybe you are on the other end and you do this, I think either way you need to look internally and be like, oh, am I talking shit because I have an insecurity I need to work out? Or are they talking shit on me because they have an insecurity they need to work out? I think if we look more internally, we will just love ourselves a little more. And I get it. Like life is hard, but I just, I would never bring down somebody else ever. And I would never go talk shit to someone's boyfriend or their best friend unless I wanted to get, wanted it to get back to them, which is classic mean girl behavior. And I am not here for that. Okay. I'm not here for it at all. Unfortunately, I do have to work with her. So I do still have to be civil. But my savage ass knew that she was around me and could hear me. And I went up to another coworker and I was like, so did you hear the newest rumor about me? And she's like, oh, no, what rumor? And I was like, oh, that I'm pregnant, (laughs) which maybe I shouldn't have gone that far. But it's not like I was going to say it directly to her face because I knew it would cause issues and we worked together. If we didn't work together and that whole thing was gone, absolutely. I'd be like, I'm sorry, who are you calling pregnant, missy? And like, Keep in mind, me and my boyfriend had just started dating. So the fact that she'd be like, she's getting bigger. Her boobs are getting bigger. Are you guys trying for a baby? What the hell? No, actually, we're not trying for a baby. Thank you. And thank you for making me insecure because I have Coachella in three weeks. And now I've cut all carbs out of my diet. Actually, that's not true. I didn't cut all carbs out of my diet. Just like I used to eat carbs for every meal, basically. Now I'm like trying not to, but I'll eat them like maybe for one meal a day. I won't have it all three. I'm cutting back drastically. And I was doing that before she made her comment. Okay. I wanted to look fit for Coachella. Coachella body is what we've been calling it. I'm sure everyone calls it that. And if you are in a relationship and going to Coachella, you know the pain I'm about to tell you. And that is God bless. God bless boys. And I love them so much. But they get so worried about us at Coachella. And I get it. I get it. Your girlfriend or your significant other in a desert with 100,000 people, not that much service in skimpy little clothes, you're going to be worried. You're going to have concerns. And that is healthy. I think where it gets unhealthy is when they start to tell you, no, you're not allowed to wear that. No, you're not allowed to do that or drink that or that stuff. But if they're just worried about you, perfect, as they should be. They just shouldn't be controlling about it. So yes, obviously my boyfriend's worried as he's allowed to be, as he should be, but he's not telling me things that I can and can't do. And I that's the healthy slash unhealthy version of it. So just pay attention, okay? If they're a little worried because you're going out to the club or you're going out to a music festival, but they don't tell you no, or they don't tell you to go change or you can't wear that, then you're chilling and you're in a healthy relationship. But if they're out there telling you, to change. No, you can't do that. No, you can't wear that. Then freaking leave them, okay? Then go do all the things that they tell you not to do at the club or at the music festival. I'm just kidding. I'm really not though. Anyway, that's all I think I have to say this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I cannot wait to take you along the journey because a journey it is. I do have to go to work, unfortunately, because I am still employed at the restaurant, which is where I will remain. Um, I'm glad I kind of talked about that though, because it really... It's hard to talk about your life on a podcast, trust me, especially me because I feel like I'm way more vulnerable than most people on a podcast. So it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't get two opportunities that were right in front of my face. And I 
hate to be like, I failed because I really didn't, but like it can feel like a failure and it did until I processed it. So that stuff is really hard to share, but I'm hoping that anyone can relate, even if it's one person or two people, as long as someone can relate and grow and learn from this, I've done my job correctly and I love that. So that being said, if you love this episode or any of the episodes, please like, subscribe, rate this five stars, give us a review and follow the Instagram. She's intimidating. TikTok, she's intimidating. If you want to see the whole Coachella process, uh, my personal Instagram is Jess with three S's dot Ariel. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.